You're listening to the Freelance Blend Podcast, episode 148. Welcome to the Freelance Blend Podcast, where we entertain, educate, and engage freelancers from the Philippines and across the globe. And now, here's your host, Marv De Leon. Hello, hello. Good morning, Blenders. Good morning to everyone. And um, another exciting episode uh, interview here at the Freelance Blend podcast and Freelance Blend page. Yeah, before I introduce our guests, I'd like to say hi to our uh, viewers. Hi, Joanna. Hi, is this uh, Josie? Hello. Um, is my Is my audio video clear? No problem. Say, please comment below if you can hear me. Say yes. Okay ba? Wala bang problema? So, I hope that this is streaming um, um, perfectly, unlike before, na uh, we had a technical problem. So, hi to everyone and to our replay viewers also. Thank you uh, for watching. We have a special uh, guest for today. Um, so, yeah, mukhang, mukhang walang audio problems. Tama ba? Let me, let me check my, uh, the chat. Okay. Sige. Just please, uh, let me know if there are problems. Ayan. Yes daw, sabi ni, ni Joanna. Ayan. Hi, Joanna. How are you? <laughs> okay. So, I'd like to introduce our, our very special, um, guest for today. I'd like to read her her bio. So, uh, so our guest for today is PJ Aguilar. She loves supporting business owners with a mission who are empowered to bring their passions to life. She is the strategy and vision designer at Simplicity Business Support, helping passionate solopreneurs with web presence, online marketing, and tech support. For the busy sole trader who'd like, who'd love to get time back for themselves and their creative work, PJ and her team take the load off with online business support. PJ has ex- over 14 years experience in marketing, communications, business development, and administration. Prior to being in business, she held key roles in the Australian government, corporate sector, and academia. These include business management across different portfolios, national, social marketing campaigns, and research. She has a bachelor's degree in psychology, a certificate for in training and assessment, and is currently completing your studies in new small business. PJ loves running and yoga and lives in Canberra, Australia with her husband, Greg, and her two sons, Jacob and Matt. Um, just a back- background. No? So as I mentioned in the description, si PJ is uh, Pinoy based in Australia. And I met her through one of the, er, one of the fr- I think the very first online course that I took. Uh, which is Internet Business Mastery by Jeremy Franzen and Jason Van Orden. Uh, the reason I took that course, kasi I was start, just starting yung podcast and the, my idol, Pat Flynn, mentioned in a podcast na he took, he took that course when he was starting. That's why I also took that course. And, uh, I think, um, ayun yung isa sa mga first online business courses. And, uh, the community, apart from the, the, from the content, the community was very active and supportive. And I met PJ 
there and um uh kami kami siguro din yung one of the few Filipinos in the group and that's why we connected and since then we've been uh communicating from time to time and uh, so for this time uh I invited her on the show for her to share her experience as a freelancer and as an online business owner in Australia and she also works with uh freelancers so we'll talk about that so without further ado ang haba ng intro no uh, I'd like to uh welcome PJ Aguilar Hi PJ Hi kumusta Marv Mabuti mabuti So uh are you confident with your Tagalog <laughs> We can go Not 100% Tagalog <laughs> Pasensya na lang kayo sa Tagalog yeah. ko. <laughs> no, just kidding. Ay, okay naman yung Tagalog mo, ah, pero, yeah. Okay um, <laughs> so, uh, we gave uh, your, your uh, I, I read your bio, gave you your background, pero siguro give us uh, your background. How, um, dyan ka ba pinanganak? Did you come from the Philippines? And uh, how did you reach uh being an online entrepreneur uh from um uh, siguro nga from how you started as an online entrepreneur sure all right well firstly thank you so much for um having me on your show and hi everyone um yeah so um <laughs> i so I, i live in canberra in australia my i was born in manila in Quezon city um oh, okay. yeah so i was 10 when we migrated um that was 1991 so i pretty much grew up here um but good morning althea so um yes i think i was in grade three so we lived in in quezon city um my both my parents they worked at the university so up um oh okay yeah but a lot of my family then migrated here to australia um So I went to school here and uh, obviously I've got my own family now. Um, and it was interesting listening to your intro because the Internet Business Mastery course was also the first online course that I, I did as well. Yeah. Um, and I remember listening to the Freelance Blend podcast. I would literally listen to it on the wow. way to work. And then I have to stop, go to work, go to my nine to five. <laughs> And then I'll finish work for the day and then I'll put it on again and I'm listening to you. <laughs> wow. So I didn't, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it was great. And uh, I mean, I love podcasts, but I've never listened to a, a Tagalog podcast before. And um, <laughs> yeah, so congrats with everything. I think that was, when did you start? Like 2013 or something, I think. Um, I may, not, that's too far. About 2015. Was it 2015? Oh, I thought it was more. Yeah, yeah. Or 14. Um, yeah, I, 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 I forget. It? <laughs> yeah, it's all about. Anyway, Maybe that's yeah. it. Yes, yeah, so three years ago. Um, yeah, so I did, um, when I first joined that online course, like I did have a, an offline business. I was running a yoga business, which we still have. Um, but having a young family, I really wanted a little bit more, um, flexibility. Um, mm -hmm. and so I, I was interested on, on what you could do on the internet. I too followed Pat Flynn and that's how I heard about the course as well. Um, mm -hmm. and it was a really, and it still is a really great community. 
So at the time, and like many, many of us freelancers, you know, we start things on the side, we start a side gig. And I think that's really the beauty of it because you can keep having your corporate job or whatever job you have, but then you can build something on the side. And I think that's the freedom that, um, like freelancing gives us. So, um, anyway, over the years, I did go into, um, my main business was, uh, business coaching. So I was coaching a lot of um, women in in uh, yoga businesses or wellness businesses. But then what I found was a lot of them wanted more than the coaching. They wanted help with their website. They wanted help with their marketing. Um, and then it also got to the point where I couldn't, I couldn't scale it anymore. Like when you're doing, as, as anyone knows who's been in, the coaching field, and I know you've, you've done some mentoring as well. It's very time intensive, which is fantastic, but then you can't um, uh, you can't grow it. So hi, Josie. So and then as it happened, a lot of my clients were like, "Okay, I want you to coach me, but I want you to make me a website. I want you to do you know they they wanted things to outsource, but they've never outsourced before." Um, so I said, okay, well, why not? I've created websites myself. I've, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm quite comfortable on the online space. So then I helped them with that. Um, and as I was growing my businesses, um, especially my offline business, it was actually in 2012 that I hired my first VA. Um, and he was from the Philippines as well. I needed help with graphic design, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so over the years, and that was through, what was Upwork before? Odesk. It was Odesk. 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 Yeah, yeah. So um, so I have been using VAs for a few years. And then and I went through quite a few t- until I could find people that I, I, I could trust and we work well together. Um, and one of them, um, Christy, we still work together today. So I think it's probably been about 330 or, you know, about four years, um, mm-hmm. which is great. And then, so this year, um, I expanded and I launched Simplicity Business Support. And the idea of that is now we, I myself, um, because I'd become a freelancer myself so that I could keep value adding to what my clients needed um, to the point that now I have more freelance clients than coaching clients. Um, and then I've also got um, a small team who who then help help me support other people grow their business. So that's that's me in a nutshell. Uh-huh. Okay. So um, I'll just rewind a bit uh, when you were starting. Um uh, so your freelancing was uh, the coaching. I, I remember. I think that uh, and you were also a yoga teacher. But before that, were you in the corporate world? Um, did you Did you have a corporate gig or and uh, your coaching were, were side gigs? Coaching and yoga teaching were side gigs. Yeah. So I worked. Um, so here in Canberra, I worked in the in the private sector um, in in the university um, in in marketing, marketing communications. Um, mm-hmm. But then 
um, my biggest stint, I was working for the Australian government. So we were doing social marketing campaigns and programs. Um, and then on the side of that, so it was 2010 when I started my side gig, which, um, so I'm actually not a yoga teacher, but I, I ran a yoga, I, I still run a yoga business. Um, and I, my business partner is the yoga teacher. Um, and it was through that that I started to meet other entrepreneurs and then they wanted business support. So, um, I think, I think that's a really valuable lesson that you, you know, you just give things a go and then you meet people and you find out what they need and then you, you develop your own skills. And then what I found, which, um, might be the experience of a lot of your freelancers is then you can translate, um, the skills that you have in the corporate world, you know, your admin skills, your tech skills, and mm -hmm. it's actually things you can translate into freelancing where some people might think, you know, they, a lot of people find the online world very intimidating or organizing or admin, but if it's something that comes naturally to you, then that's a skill that's really valuable. Um, and then, and that's, that's for your, your own freelance career. And, um, it helps support support your clients and grow their business. Mm -hmm. Now, um, so you twenty twenty ten you 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 made uh, you created those side businesses uh, while you were working. I was I'm just curious what made you think of um, of creating those businesses if uh it, it appears that you have a uh, a good job in the in 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 the corporate world so what made you um decide to um like create the, the, those businesses and also um think about online businesses and signing up for that course um yeah i'm i'm curious what what pushed you to um look outside what your 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 world look outside your world at that time um well i guess i can say this now because i've quit my job so it doesn't matter <laughs> if my boss is listening <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no um look it, it's interesting i actually started um uh, my first side gig when i was on maternity leave so um in australia you get uh -huh. i think i took it wasn't even much three i can't even remember a few months leave um where you know, you're, you're paid while you're home with your baby. So my uh -huh. son, my son's eight years old now, but while he was, while I was home with him, I thought, Oh, I just want to start something for myself. Um, and that's where I was doing a lot of yoga. So I thought, Oh, well, I, if, if I can run a work, it, it's a retreat. Maybe other people will be interested as well. So it was really, it really started as a hobby, hobby business. Um, but then it, it actually became, quite profitable and you know people were interested and so I went back to my um, nine-to-five job and at that time I, mean, I was very lucky I was able to go back part-time I think I was doing three days a week and then four days a week and I think this is probably it's a double-edged sword and and be interested to know how many of your listeners relate to it uh, obviously you know we've, we've gone to school we've gone to university we've got all these skills um, and and I do, and I did enjoy my job. I was, uh, you know, I liked marketing and I liked working with people. Um, but I knew that I also had a young family and it was taking a lot of long hours. So, um, I wanted to eventually be able to go into business full time. 
um, for myself. But because we had a young family, you know, I had to think about security as well. And we've spoken about this in the past. So I thought, well, okay, if I want to be, if I want to create something down the track, I need to start with something small. Um, and that's what I did. And then that, that course that you spoke about, that's the first time that I actually paid money to do a course. And it seemed <laughs> yeah. like a lot of money. I don't know if it seemed like it, a lot of money. It is. To do. Uh, um, but I, I don't think compared to courses, I'm other courses I've taken. Since. So it's, I think if I remember, it's about $300. Uh, Am I correct? I think it was 500 Australian dollars. 500. Uh, okay. but maybe, so US, maybe it was American. Think, yeah. Yeah. American. So yeah. for me at that time, it's really, uh, what for, for something like a course of paying something that, but now I pay like double that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you, you discovered that online business course, IBM. And then, um, so you already had the yoga business at the time. So what did you learn from IBM that you applied uh, on the yoga course or on the yoga, for the yoga business? Um, I think it was really about gaining my confidence, growing my confidence online. So even though it's an offline business, um, you know, the way that I was doing my copy, the way that I write, the way that I was engaging in Facebook um, and it was really a nice space just to be creative. And I think that's the advantage. If you have a day job, you can experiment because you're not relying on the income of your side gig or your freelance um, career. And that's where you can, you know, quote unquote, make mistakes and you can yeah. take some risks. And and it was good. Um, and the thing that it really taught me was about the reach that you have with the internet, right? And uh -huh. for very little money, you know, and, and uh -huh. I could stay connected with people. The other thing, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with as well, I think it was actually Tim Ferriss's book. That's the first time that, um, what is it? Four hour work week. Four hour. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the first time that I learned about freelancing and that you could actually get a virtual. Outsource. Yeah, yeah. Outsource. yeah. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Um, because I mean, even in Australia, you know, when you're just, when you're just starting in business, you can't afford to pay a staff member and you've, you, you've got such limited time already. And that's where I really started to realize the value, um, of outsourcing. Um, and, and I know we'll talk a little bit more about, about that. Um, but yeah, that's, I guess that's how I, I started. Okay. Um, so when you uh, started uh, after learning in IBM and applying the the um, the courses, the, the things that Jeremy and Jason taught us, um, so is is that when you became an, a, a business coach, an online business coach? And you, I, I remember we had one mastermind session uh, with another with another guy, and we were talking about having an online uh, coaching uh, business. So how, do, how did that go for you? So I guess the other thing that um, that course gave me the confidence to do and listening to people like you, Marv, is I launched, that's when I launched my first podcast. Um, and at that time, and this is probably something that a lot of us experience, 
you know, you have, you feel like, who am I to teach other people? Who am I to help other people? And that's what um, that course really taught me is that as long as you're interested and you're passionate about something. Yeah. Um, and you're just and a step want- ahead, right? You're just a step ahead of your uh, target audience. Yeah. Target yeah. customers. And um, so that so gave that- you the confidence. Definitely. Yeah, um, sorry. Um, yeah, so that my first podcast. Oh, and so, um, so this is how I got into the coaching because all of a sudden when I, when I get behind the mic, I could access anyone in the world. So I was interviewing a lot of successful, um, women in, in wellness businesses, yoga, massage, everything. And that's when it really, opened up the world to me that the internet can connect us to anyone. And so it was through, and then I became the person who, um, you know, I can ask them questions similar to what you're doing. And not only does it help me grow, but it helps my community grow. Um, And, and people that you interview are so generous with their time, but they're also really practical. And so that's where I thought, okay, this is going to be really useful for people. And then from then on, I started having one-on-one clients um, and really working with them. I, I studied um, coaching to get a certification in coaching just to add my skills to it. Uh, so I've been doing that for, for a couple of years. Um, and then I guess, and, and from then on, it evolved to not only did people want the coaching, but they wanted practical support because People are very time poor. Um, uh-huh. and the more they grow their business, the, 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 the more they have to let go. Um, and so it was really in the last 12 months that because that's what my clients asked for. So that's what I gave uh-huh. them. And then okay. gradually I, I moved more into the using up more of my time freelancing. And I mean, I still coach them, like, like it's like a consultation, but not only uh-huh. do I help them with the mindset and the motivation and, you know, keeping on track, but now they can also hand off bits of their business and myself and my team can help them, um, help them mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a very good example of, um, of like, Freelancers, uh, even like those who are not in the coaching, like if they're virtual assistant and graphic designer can actually, uh, pivot into coaching. And I, I see this here in the Philippines in our community. I, I'm just curious, um, how are you able to, uh, market and promote your coaching? Is it, uh, because of the podcast they discover you or, uh, and so people and you have a website, people approach you or, did you also, uh, were you also proactive, uh, in approaching clients? Um, yes. Yeah, so a lot of my coaching clients, uh, were local. So it was either people who knew me and who would ask me, they knew that I had a yoga business. So they, they wanted help with theirs. I also did a lot uh-huh. of, um, workshops and, and guest speaking at, uh, at existing events, so Kung yeah, Kung yeah, or something like that, because uh, and, but you know I think we like it anything. It's it's education for us, it's experience, um, and then the return on investment is is the clients that you get afterwards, you know, and the connections uh-huh. that you make. Yeah. So um, you you in a way 
uh, first you approach your your network, and then um, you got involved in workshops and speaking engagements, and people discovered you there, contacted you. So in a way, it it added to your assets of, of your brand. And the podcast also helps in building authority. So that because that's the same thing that um, that happened to me. Like uh, I don't get direct clients from podcasts, but um, knowing that I have a podcast and uh, it's, I think it's like also a calling card. It it and again it adds authority. So um, people will naturally uh, and if they hear you and they like what they talk about they they naturally approach you for for coaching um so for our freelance freelancers our, our listeners what do you suggest how do you um think they should um if they want to go into the coaching business how do how should they start um I think you could start by being very clear on what what skills do you want to focus on, uh, and often this the skills that come most naturally to us is what we overlook, right? So uh-huh. um, when I think back now, it was probably I was only in my in my first yoga business for a few years when someone asked me to make a website for them, and I said no. Mm-hmm. I'm like eh, I'm not a web designer. I don't <laughs> do that. Um, which is funny because, you know, eight years later, that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> um, so have a think about what, what you enjoy. Um, because when you coach other people, you really need to be confident about it. Um, and it needs to be a space where you can mentor other people. Um, at the same time, you don't, you don't need to know everything because the idea with coaching, um, and in pure coaching is about understanding what your client or your coachee, your mentor needs, and then helping them find their own path. So mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to, you know, train them step by step by step, because if they wanted to do that, they would go sign up for a course. What they want is the accountability, the having someone um, in their corner, having that support. So if that eases some of the pressure about having to be, you know, having to know everything before you try coaching, um, then, you know, I, I encourage you to think like that. And in fact, I think it was another member of our, of our IBM course that told me, um, and he, he'd been a coach for a long time. And cause I was being, I was being asked by clients, can you coach me? And I thought, I'm not a coach. Like I can't do this. And uh-huh. I think his name was Jeremy as well. Anyway, he said to okay. me, he said, you know, you're going to do it anyway. You're going to help them with, with all that you have. You know, you're going to be doing it, um, with care. Why not get paid while you build your own skills in coaching? So I think the only way to start is to start. So mm-hmm. if someone asks you, can you help me? First step is to say yes. yes. <laughs> Worry about <laughs> and, and how they figure later. out after. Yeah. 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 And, and again, it's the same thing that we, we learned in, in the course that, uh, you need to be just a step ahead of, of your, uh, target customers or, or your audience. And, um, that's, that's my, that's what I followed also. Um, I didn't know anything about freelancing when I started and I, I learned as I, as I went. 
and then uh, also got into the coaching business like you. And um, and you'll be sur- you'll be people will be surprised that um, a lot of people like you know who are really starting um, um, yeah they they don't know like yeah, website uh, you you think it's easy or maybe maybe even create a Facebook page create a Facebook group how to post in a Facebook group you think if you do it every day you think it's easy but for some people or even most people it, it's hard for them. So, um, just be, uh, think or think or just, you just need to be a step ahead. So, yeah, yeah thank you for, uh, sharing that. Now, um, so it appears that, um, you, you just go with whatever your, your, uh, you follow what your customers are leading you to or you, you, if they ask you, to do something like you you realize that it's their pain point and it can be it can be turned into a business so i believe that's what happened uh with your outsourcing company now so can you tell us more on uh about how you pivoted from a yoga business into this um outsourcing business is it is it correct can i call it an outsourcing business yeah, sure. Yeah. So we do, we provide, I mean, it's called simplicity business support. Um, and we, and we, we, we give business support to, um, mostly solopreneurs. Um, so women and men, um, who, who are running their own business, but have never had staff, um, have done everything on their own. So it's, it's actually, um, a really great space to be in because for many of them, it's the first time that they've hired a VA. Um, and it's, it's a big deal. And for someone who's, who's created a business as well, um, to let go and to have that trust onto someone else, um, it's, it's a big step. Um, at the same time, I think I, not I think, I know the value of it and I really believe in it because I myself have been in that space where I'm just so time poor. I want to keep working on my business. I want to keep growing it, but I don't like, I don't have a, the time or the energy or even the money to employ a staff member full time. And, you know, even here in Australia, like it, it costs a lot of money and then you have to be responsible for their ongoing, you know, you don't know if you've got enough um, cash flow coming in. So what I tell my clients is it actually gives them the flexibility to pick and choose the support that they need. Um, and so I feel like I've had, I've been fortunate. I've got I have two different perspectives that I've been a VA client myself. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, now that I have a team, it, like I, it, I'm kind of still doing that. But at the same time, I, I know what it's like to be the assistant as well. So, okay. um, it's been, so yes, I did start with the offline business, which, um, which we still have, but, um, now, I'm, I'm only doing all the, I'm, I guess I'm doing the virtual assistant tasks for that now because I really mm. needed to create more space, um, to grow, to grow the, the freelancing business. Um, so what, what, what would be helpful? Do you, do you want me to talk about the, the relationship or between VAs and, and their client? What, what would be helpful for you, Marv? Um, 
let's ask the let's ask the viewers uh, what do you want to ask um, PJ Aguilar about uh, maybe about her outsourcing business. Um, I I would think that. Yeah, that would be that would be helpful. Um, I ha- I haven't talked about that from the perspective of the business owner, right? So, um, how how can uh, how can VAs like um, um, become? Yeah, I, I I can't. I don't. I don't. I don't remember what I want to ask, but um, maybe. What should, um, how can you be a professional, a professional virtual assistant? Um, and what, what are the common, um, problems that business owners complain about, um, virtual assistants and how can they, um, uh, how can they, uh, address that? Maybe that's, you can answer it that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so at the very beginning, the very first time I hired a, a, a VA, um, so I did it, as I said, on, on Odesk before it was Upwork. And, mm-hmm. and I think this is an issue that um, comes up with many new freelancers is there's so much competition out there. And, mm-hmm. and likewise, for, for someone who's just starting um, to hire a VA, you know, how do we choose? There's so many people on the database. There's so many freelancers. And I think, um, and, and I mean, I'm biased now, but I think this is the advantage with, with Filipino freelancers is that, you know, our English is really good, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and the and written English is really good and it makes it so much easier for the client, for the business owner. And so what I actually did was I posted a job just to test. And I put, I think, three questions because I wanted to make sure it wasn't just freelancers who were just putting in applications for everything. I wanted someone who would actually take the time to read what I want. And and it was really basic, like, tell me, I can't remember what I said, you know, (laughs) this is my business link. Tell me what you think I do. And it's not hard, right? Uh But what it meant yeah. was if they took the care to actually click on the link and answered that question. I interviewed. Oh, I don't even think I interviewed them. I contacted them. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think to get started, it's just having, you know, put, put in, put in for jobs that you're interested in, in any of those directories, but then take the time to actually read what people want. And then after that, it's really the trust. Um, I went through a lot of, a lot of freelancers. Um, I might do a job with them, but then it didn't really work out. So mm-hmm. if you can just remember that it's about being in partnership um, and a lot of business owners really want someone long-term because it's mm-hmm. a pain training someone or, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> it takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to keep talking about your business and what you want. Also, you have to be really good at communicating by email or by by the written word. Um, I know lots of different clients are different, but I, I work really well on email. I don't even Skype my VAs or anything um, because mm-hmm. you have to remember people are really time poor. That's why they want a VA. So, um, yeah, be very, very clear with your written communication. Also, um, manage manage expectations and manage your time. If you say you're going to do something, 
do it. You know, if you're running a bit late, that's okay. We're all human too. So it's happened plenty of times where um, my team members are like, I'll do it, but, you know, something's come up with the family or something, but I'll get it done for you by this time, which is perfectly fine. And so, and, and likewise, if I, if I give instructions and, <laughs> and it's not very clear, they just, they just let me know. Um, and so these are the learnings as a, as a client. I now apply now that I'm a freelancer and I make sure we have really good communication that we, um, we, we always, do the best we can to support our client. Mm -hmm. And we really try to understand their business and that we feel like that we are part of their team. Yeah. So there's a few uh, questions I think, there. I didn't read it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll ask, uh, uh, Ian asked Ian something, asked but I just would like, would like to add, uh, I think you're, I think you're, is your speaker is on. I think it's, I can hear my, my voice echoing. Oh, sorry. Okay. It's okay. So my question is, um, do you offer just VA support or um, anything really that um, a business owner would need, like graphics, website, or it's purely uh, VA uh, support? Um, so I have a couple of clients where it is general VA, um, but again, because there's how long's a piece of string. So what we're actually doing is we are um, niching. We're focusing on um, a websites, website updates, um, some, it's really web presence. So we've got some clients where we do their social marketing. Um, uh-huh. We, we develop the posts and we schedule it. So um, because I want us to, to myself and my team to, also hone our skills in a specific niche. So while we can, we can do every, you know, we can do lots of things. Um, uh-huh. it, it gets too hard. Um, so we are very much focused now on websites, online marketing. If someone, if someone needs the, ad, the odd admin job, um, and they're really tight, then we're happy to do that, but we don't advertise it. Um, because then likewise, what happens is, then we become the go-to people for web presence and for online marketing. And okay. then if those, and the good thing is once you start having a few clients is they can refer you on to other people in their network. So, you know, if someone needs help with Facebook ads, I know to send them to Marv. So you start mm. becoming the go-to person in, in that specific skill that you offer. Uh, you you mentioned you have seven people in your team. So uh, what is the mix of your team? So you have how many virtual assistants? How many uh, doing online marketing? How many so, graphic designers? Uh, yeah, for sure. So I'm we uh, so it's so it's myself, um, and then I've got two um, who do um, pretty much what I do as well. So general VA staff. So it could uh-huh. be across a number of different things. And then the rest of this, of the contractors, uh, it's specific for each job. So if we want a graphic design or logo design, then they go to, um, our graphic designer. If they want copywriting, then I would get our copywriter to help mm-hmm. with that job. But generally, um, 
and and that's to help contain things as well. That the bulk mm-hmm. of our job, myself and my other two VAs, can can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they help me with my with my own admin stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's generally the flow of the work. I would take on. I take on the bulk of the work, but then as soon as I, you know, we have too many clients or too many deadlines happening at the same time, that's where I can start allocating jobs out. Um, and that, and that's a really good way to keep the business flowing. Mm-hmm. So is it you facing the client and then, um, you, everything like collecting payments and then, uh, and then you handle the, the dissemination of information to your team, and then of course the, the payment. You 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 uh, give them a salary uh, for that. Is that how it is? Is really like a business? Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, because um, that's I mean that's the space that I like as well. Like I I uh-huh. like being the. Do, doing the customer interface. Um, I mean, there's been times if I've been away or too busy, then I get them to contact the client directly. Um, but it's, it's good for the client as well that they just have one contact person. Um, but I can reassure them that, that because we have a team, the work will get done within the timeframes. So mm-hmm. it's, it's that trust factor again. And then, um, same as my question with your coaching. So how do you how do you promote your your um, business? Um, is it do you have a do you have an agency profile in Upwork or it's really again connections and uh, they discover you from your talks and social media etc. Um, so at the moment, so no, we don't have, um, we actually haven't had to advertise yet, mm-hmm. um, which is a really good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really, really word of mouth. And that goes back to what I said before, you know, your first few clients are going to be your best marketing for you. Um, treat them really well. Um, and then, and, and then they, they just market for me. I mean, the podcast has been good. I do have a community, um, of, of yoga teachers and everything, um, because they, they're all followers of, of my podcast. So mm-hmm. that feeds a lot. Um, oh, but generally yeah. it tends, it tends to be word of mouth. So yeah. they, they had good experience with me. They let their colleagues know. Um, and at the moment we've got, We've got knock on wood. Um, we've got a good amount of work that we haven't needed to go further, but you have enough. Um, I do want to expand for 2018, so that that's what I'm working on at the moment. Okay, so let let's answer the question from uh, Ian. On a business owner perspective, what do you think is the right quality of being a freelancer for the benefit, especially of those who are eager to try online jobs or the VA starters? What is the right quality of being a freelancer? Okay, hopefully this answers your question again. <laughs> so I think this, this maybe is also things. right the right attitude. Um, is that what you mean, Ian? Or anyway, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll wait for him to reply back. But I would say um, that there's a number of things. So one is like you need the skill. Um, so. I don't, I don't pretend. Well, I can do a little bit of design, like graphic design. I don't ever market myself as a graphic designer because I'm not. <laughs> so, but what I am is I'm really good at, um, you know, I can, I can do website design. I can do the tech stuff and I can, 
I can understand what people want and, and give them that, that admin support for it. So I think that would be the first thing I'd say. You have to make sure you know your skill set. Um, and that it's something that you are a comfortable with, but also something you want to keep learning in. That's important. Like don't advertise yourself in something that you absolutely hate to do because <laughs> you're, you know, it, it, it's not glamorous. Like sometimes you're going to be having late nights or you're going to have clients that, you know, are going to be very stressed. You need to be in a space where you are comfortable with your, um, your craft really. Um, the next thing is exactly what you said, Marv, the attitude. So you don't need to be the expert. You don't need to have, um, to, to be the, the number one person in, in that niche, but you need to have the care, um, to get the job done. So I think, uh, half the time it's really the accountability. Um, and I've had, and I've had freelancers in the past where they start off really good and then they just drop off. And I'm like, okay, yeah, so yeah, A, yeah, I would yeah. need to do the work myself or I need to go get someone else to do it. And then that that doubles the job. So do be realistic about your capacity um, and, and get the job done. If you need an extension, that's fine. But if you can go in committed, I think you've already, um, you're already at an advantage. And the mm-hmm. third thing I would say is is the communication. Um, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Even at the very start, if, and, and, and be patient with your clients as well, especially if they're new, um, at having a VA, they might not be, they might not be communicating the best way either. So be proactive, always, um, seek clarification. And, and we do this, um, with our clients as, uh, as well. You know, I just want to under, I want to make sure that this is what you want. And this, this is what I'm going to do for you. If, um, and then value add. So if it is this, because it's a space that you're very skilled in, they could ask you to do a task, but you could say, Oh, yep, I've done it. And now you might want to do this and that. And I think mm-hmm. this is something that, um, a, a lot of freelancers, while you do have to get the job done, I think you get, it's that, extra value add if you can get Mm -hmm. the job done and almost think of yourself as a consultant because compared to your client this is your expertise so yeah but you know you could say hey pj i've done the work you've done but actually or something like that you know i I think that would be an extra cherry on top (laughs) Mm -hmm. i I saw you got cut off there pj so you you were mentioning hey pj black black (laughs) oh (laughs) um How's the audio now? Is that okay? It's okay now. It's okay now. Okay. Now, all, all I said was where you can be proactive, value add. Um, so after you get attitude. a task, yeah, attitude. So being very proactive. So you might get the job. So get the job done, eh? But then uh-huh. if there's other, other information that you know that might make life easier next time. So you might know of another plugin or another, um, method or tool like let let your client know because what that shows is that you're really committed and um you're invested in their success as well and and, and it's about and having a long-term relationship and you care about their business um that's yeah right. I, that's that's very uh, uh i i i i really um agree 100 percent on what you said especially I think uh, you mentioned skill set, attitude, communication, and value add. I think 
Um, skill set will be secondary of uh, the things that you mentioned. Um, for me, number one will be attitude um, and being proactive and communication. Um, I, me, for my client, I make sure that I always communicate. Um, I, I don't want him or her to tell me that. So, so where are you? What's happening? So, uh, sometimes they even apologize to me for, for not responding. So that's what I want that I'm, they know that I'm always there, that I'm trustworthy. And I think, um, attitude is, is that's part of attitude, uh, being professional and, um, communication. Cause since you're working online, there's no way you're not in an office. They don't see you uh, time in and time out. So you have to be like, say, you know, you have to be, um, communicating at least depending on your contract, you know, but you have to be con- communicating at least every day and that they know that you're working, especially for myself. I don't, I'm paid, uh, on a retainer basis. Um, I don't need to, um, time in or appear every, every day, but I just make sure that, you know, I'm there. And especially um, on on the due date of my uh, retainer, <laughs> no, just kidding. But um, I make sure that I, I'm visible and that I, I don't want to hear from them that. So where are you? What's why are you? Why are you missing? So so uh, I love it when they apologize to me and they say that uh, I'm sorry, Marv. I haven't been able to get back to you. So it means that you know I, I'm I'm always there. So. Well, yeah, thank you for, for that. Um, no, I think, uh, I, I know you're, you have an, another appointment. Um, PJ, so I, do you have a Facebook, Freelance Blend Facebook page? So, uh, maybe, uh, if a question is addressed to you, if you can, if you can, if you don't mind answering that, PJ. So my last question would be, um, you mentioned that you're expanding next year. And since you're hiring, Filipino freelancers, um, some of our viewers or listeners might be interested in, in joining your team. They, they see that, um, you're somebody who's passionate about your business and they want to, they're attracted to you and they want to work with you knowing that you're also Pinoy. So, um, can you tell us more about, uh, what your, your plans for next year and if they want to, uh, if there are openings, they want to reach out to you. Can you talk about uh, how they can uh, co- communicate with you? Oh, sure. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, I guess in, in terms of expanding, I mean, we launched um, this brand, Simplicity Business Support, um, only a few months ago. So um, it's really about where where do we take it from here? And I've... Um, so I guess in, in terms of it's an interesting uh, concept where I, I want to expand and get more clients, but I also want to be um, getting specific in the type of work that we give them. So, um, like I said, while we can do other things, um, I am really interested in, uh, yes, yeah, so if anyone's got skills in um, web design, in, uh, specifically Divi, uh, we use DV, DV3 for all our things. Um, because I want to get to the point where we can service more, um, more clients and concurrently as well. So obviously at the moment, all, as with anyone, time is limited. So we can only have a handful of, you know, a certain number of clients on our books at a, at a given time. So that's something I'd like to expand, but in a, 
in a way that I, I, I need to have a team that I, that I can trust. So if it's people I can trust, then it's people that my clients can trust as well. Um, so our website is, uh, simplicitybusiness.com.au, um, being in Australia. And you can email me at hello at simplicitybusiness.com.au. Okay. So we flashed the, the website. Oh screen simplicitybusiness.com.au and to reach out to you hello at simplicitybusiness.com.au all right that's oh, it we're on facebook oh. as well sir. so there's okay. the facebook is uh simplicity business support okay and they can just send you a message if yeah. they're interested to to join you so um yeah just watch out maybe a lot of people we will be <laughs> We'll be joining you after watching this video and listening to the podcast interview. Anyway, uh, before we go, course, if you have any, if you have any questions about freelancing or, uh-huh. um, you know, kind of from the, the client perspective as well, or if you're looking to grow a team, whatever, I'm more than happy. Just tag me in the Facebook group or, or send me a message. More than happy to, um, to help. Are, are you planning to come home anytime soon? You know what? I really want to. My um, so my husband is Australian and he's never been to the Philippines. So okay, so maybe we've we just can... come back. We've just come back from New Zealand, actually. So I said the next trip has to be to the Philippines because okay. my boys have never been to the Philippines either. Yeah, so I'm sure it will be a, a wonderful experience for them um, if they visit their homeland. Anyway, um, yeah, if, if you're, let, just let me know. You can probably, in, probably invite you in our, one of our meetups if we have one, uh, during the time that you're coming. Um, maybe before we, we end this Facebook live session, your, your message to our, to freelance blend listeners and viewers. Um, oh, okay. My message would be, I guess, Look, we all, we all have trouble with confidence. We all have, you know, and I, I still do it every day. Um, we always think someone else has done it before or can do it better than us. But like Mar said, uh, really, if you've got the attitude and the care and it's something that you want to do, whether you haven't started yet or you're, you've dabbled into freelancing and, and want to grow, I think wherever you are is where you're meant to be. Um, and then it's just all about taking the next step. Um, keep, keep, um, reaching out. You know, the, the resources that Marv's made is fantastic. And I think the more time you spend with other freelancers, the more you can learn from, from each other. We can all learn from each other. Um, and, and it is like, it, it's, it's not glamorous and it is hard work, but, it does. It's what um, Marv says. You know, it is. It's the freedom. It gives you the flexibility, um, and it lets you do something for yourself. And I think that for me is is the most fulfilling thing about about being a freelancer and and helping other people along the way as well. So, thank you for having me. Have a great party. So, ladies and gentlemen, PJ Aguilar of SimplicityBusiness.com.au. Thank you again, PJ and. We hope to have you back soon or to meet you when you come here to the Philippines and meet your family. Thank you. For sure. Maraming salamat. Bye. We forgot to talk in Tagalog. Nakatakas ka. Nakatakas ka. Okay. Bye.
Bye. Thanks, bye. Thank you guys for watching. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Freelance Blend podcast. For more details about the show and our thriving freelancer community, please visit us at www.freelanceblend.com.